This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message entitled, Hearing a New Reality. Say the word, listen. Now, it's important that you listen. 1 Kings chapter 18 reads like this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Elijah says to this evil king, go get something to eat and drink. Notice this. What are these three words? For I hear. I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. He did not say, I see a rainstorm coming. Well, I feel the Holy Spirit already. He said, I hear a rainstorm coming. Now, let me just get you to be honest. Remember, this is God's house and God is watching. How many of you, of course not right now, but how many of you have ever been in a church service and you tune out on the church service so much so that when everybody says amen, it reminds you you're in a church service? Anybody? Yeah, a lot of hands. All right. How many of you, you try so hard to listen to certain people in your life, but it's like you just, you have a hard time focusing and you, you say to them, I got it, I got it, I got it. But then you have to call them back to find out what you didn't get because you really weren't listening. Anybody? Let me be honest. I'm going to see the rest of you in the altar in just a few minutes now. Come on. Are, are you listening? You see, what we're really talking about here is he says, for I hear. When I hear something, sometimes I hear something before I see it. I hear it coming before I see it. I hear the sound before my eyes can see the reality. I've come looking for someone today who would agree with me that it is possible in faith to hear a word from the Lord that speaks of a new reality in your life that you may not see it yet, but you hear it coming. You may not have the victory in your home yet, but God's given you a word to trust in the Lord and keep pressing on, and you will eventually see the victory that's going to come to your house. Why? Not because you see it yet, but because you're holding on to what you heard the Lord say. You're, hold, you're still... Now look, they'll watch this, and they're going to give me grief Sunday, but don't you let that 815 crowd out, amen you. Let me say it again. Some of you, you are not where you hope to be yet, but somewhere inside of you, God has spoken to your spirit and you've caught a word inside of you that tells you that there's a better day ahead, that there's victory ahead, that there's healing ahead, that there's hope ahead, that there's joy ahead. And if you'll just keep on moving toward God, you might not see it yet, but you've heard it and you're not going to give up yet because God's been speaking. Speaking to you. Can I get an amen for that? For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, notice this, go and look toward the sea. 
He's praying for the manifestation of what he has heard from God. First thing you need to notice here is that he's praying until he sees God move. Too many of us give up midstream. We get a word and then we move on. We get a word and it doesn't happen. We think that maybe God didn't really mean what he said. We give up far too soon. But God's looking for people who will keep praying and keep looking until they see what God spoke into reality in their lives. Some of you go, Pastor, you just don't know how lost my child is. No, I'm looking for a parent who says, the word of the Lord tells me that if I train them in the way they should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. I've heard from the word of God and I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. And until I see it, I'm going to keep believing and I'm going to keep praying. Amen. Pastor Don, who fired you up? I told you I've been fired up all morning. I don't even have time to get started. I'm already running. Listen to me. The servant went and looked. Are you ready for this? What a powerful moment. The servant went and looked and he returned to Elijah and he said, I didn't see anything. Does anybody have a friend like that? I mean, they're like, you're like, tell me something good. And they're like, ain't no good. I'm like, could you not at least put a good spin on it? There's a little wind out there, but ain't nothing out there. I've got too many friends like that in my life. I'm like, one friend said to me, he said, you are a perpetual optimist. I said, excuse me? He said, you're always trying to figure out, well, maybe God meant this. God was working like this. And we were dealing with a loss that he'd suffered a great loss. And I'd said, well, maybe this is how God's going to use this for his glory. And they were like, they were like, just stop. Stop looking for good. And I said, why? You're looking for all the bad. Let's start trying to look for where God is. Do you see it? Ask that question. Look, ask somebody around, do you see it? Some of you are going to get a breakthrough because some of you did what I asked. Some of you are going to be like, mm, I ain't asking nobody anything. Watch this. Servant went and looked and said, I don't see anything. How many times? Seven times he came back and said, nope, nothing. You got some friends like that in your life? Come on now. Nothing, nada, zilch, nothing. Elijah told him, go look. And he kept going. But finally, the seventh time. What time? The seventh time his servant told him, Well, I saw a cloud about not that big. Watch this. About the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. And Elijah shouts, Hurry, get up, take off. Get to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. Because if you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Now, wait a minute. Why did he get so excited about this? I'm about to give you a, a realization to help you understand some people's mentality. Why are they so excited about this? I had a pastor. Uh, my pastor said to me one time, he said, he said, when I go into churches, he said, I know when I talk to a pastor because the pastor will, will, will tell me, let me show you the things we've done in our house. Let me show you the new things that have happened in our building. And he said, I don't know how many times I've been walked down into a Sunday school class and showed new bulletin boards. Most of us are thinking that's a bulletin board. 
What does that have to do anything? He said, but the pastor that's been working in that house when it was, I mean, I remember pastoring in a church that had aluminum foil for a light fixture. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Had aluminum foil for a light fixture and ceiling tiles falling down. When we got new ceiling, I wanted to show everybody. I wanted to take every, I couldn't because that, that aluminum foil light fixture was in the women's bathroom. I couldn't take everybody in there and show them. Come on now, amen. But I wanted everybody, I was like, take a look at that. Do you like the new light fixture? Why? Because that little step forward showed me something was happening. And all of a sudden, it showed me that God can move in that, and God can move in that ceiling, and God can move us where he wants us to go. And so if you believe long enough because you've heard from God that he's going to do something mighty, then you can start, when you start seeing it, it begins to create a response in you that says, oh, we're just getting started good. That's just step one. That's See, some people are looking at it going, well, they're going to church now, but I don't think that'll last. Please, thank you for no amens there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think they still got problems. But their loved ones look at them and say, they were in church this morning. Why? Because they heard it. Now they're looking for it. When you hear something in faith and you start looking for it, God starts giving you signs along the way that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Well, that was just a small step. I just saw them reading their Bible. I I don't even know if they know what they were understanding. Stop being negative and start thanking God because watch out, it all has to start somewhere. And the reality is it might need to start in you so you can see what God's doing in them and then you'll begin to run together because instead of saying, whoa, whoa, I don't know if it's real, you'll lock your arms around them and you'll say, let's go somewhere together and see God move for this generation. Amen. Let's watch out. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Now notice this. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Hold on. He'd heard it and then he saw it and now he's empowered to run. Oh, I feel this. If you can hear it, when you start seeing it, you'll be able to run stronger than you were before. Let me go, I just don't know if I can keep serving Jesus. That's because you haven't been listening for the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. Because you've missed out on what God's trying to speak to you. He's going to tell you better days are ahead for you. Breakthroughs ahead for you. There's anointing ahead for you. There's calling. There's purpose. There, there's, there's hope. There's joy. There's a healed home. There's healed marriages. There's healed families. There's healing ahead for you. God can heal your body. He can heal every situation. But the first thing you need to do, and what happened with the blind man? He heard that Jesus was coming down the road. He couldn't see anything until he first had heard it. Once you hear it, he Elijah had heard it. Once he heard it, he saw it. And once he saw it, it encouraged him in the power of the Spirit to the point he started running and he ran so fast he outran another chariot. Come on now. He ran so fast he got to the end goal before, listen to me, before even man's natural means could get you there. If you'll start listening for God to speak, everything will change. Can I tell you what your biggest problem is though? What you're listening to. What you're listening to. So many times we hear the lies more than we hear the truth. 
We hear the devil beating us up and beating us down. Everybody's judging you. Well, listen to me. The devil is a liar. And you need to realize that God wants to change what you're listening to. This is important. Now, I've had the distinct privilege of traveling five continents, preaching the gospel, leading hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. But in that, many of those have, most of those have been from a stage. But many have been in person. Now, how many of you will be honest with me this morning? It's a scary thing to personally share your faith. Will you be honest with me? Okay. How many of you would say with me that you're nervous either that they will reject or that you're inadequate to present it? Or maybe it's something in your life that won't measure up. Be honest. Okay. As many people as I won to Christ, I still struggle. I remember one day I was sitting down in the car. I just shared the gospel with a guy out here in his truck. And, and, and I, being the great man of faith that I am, uh, I said to him when I was finished, instead of saying, do you want to accept Jesus? I said to him, I just want you to think about what I said to you. And he looked at me and said, think about it. I'm ready to receive it. I said, well, you want to pray? He said, I want to go to the altar. But one day, I had developed a friendship with a man. I was, he was trying to make money. I was trying to win him to Christ. So we developed this relationship and friendship, and we were spending time together. And as we'd spend time together, I realized it was the day, it was the moment, and finally we trusted each other enough, and I was going to share my faith with him. He'd been a great guy. I mean, we'd, 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 you know, we'd been all over hanging out, hiking different things together. And this is a great guy, but just, just, it was time. As I start telling him the gospel, like the color of his skin changed, he began to shake. Spit literally starts coming out of his mouth. And my first thought was, I'm going to have to cast a demon out here. Then I realized I wasn't dealing with a demon. I was dealing with pain. Because as he stuck his finger in my face and violently screamed at me, don't you tell me about a loving God. He said, all this you see in the news about the children that were abused by the priest, me and my friends, we're those kids. And every time I said, love of God, he heard their lies. Every time I said, victory of Christ, he heard, you'll always be marked by this. Every time I spoke life, he heard the curse, and I realized something. He couldn't hear what I was telling him for all of his pain. Too many times in our lives, we cannot hear what God's Word's trying to speak into our lives because we have this self-talk that we hear all the time. We're hearing this, this all the time uh, that we're talking about uh, who we were and what we've done and what we've been through. And God says, look, I know who you were. I know what you've done. As a matter of fact, I went to a cross for it and I nailed it on a cross and I can heal you of every mistake you've ever made if you'll just hear the truth. 
Well, we don't want to listen. You know how many thoughts you have every day? How many of you would agree with me and say, as little as possible? How many of you would say that about your spouse? Don't keep your hands down. The average person in this room has 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000 thoughts. 60,000 thoughts, what percentage would you think are negative? 80. 80 percent of the thoughts you have every day are negative. Well, that's, that's uplifting. Let me show you how it works. So, Friday I need to go to the bank. And I get in my car. The moment I get in my car, I started saying, they're going to be closed when I get there. I mean, that's true, right? Yeah, they're going to be closed when I get there. And I'm like, I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't be closed. Please don't be closed. And then it just hit me. What time is it? I said, four o'clock. The bank closes at four o'clock. I need a new bank. Come on now. I go, my bank doesn't close till after five. I've been upsetting myself with a negative thing because I thought it was affecting my reality. But the reality was not being changed by the negative thoughts. So I thought, well, okay, I'll make it. You know what my next thought was? It's probably a holiday. (laughs) The minute I pushed back one negative thought, another one came running in. That's the way our brains are trained. That's the way his mind was trained about the things of God. Because every time somebody told him the truth, the lies came running in. Can I just, if I could write you a prescription for how to fix that problem, my prescription would be that you need to learn some scripture. Come on now. And if you learn some scripture, that every time the devil shows up lying to you, that then you need to learn who you are and who you were really created to be. And when the devil tells you God couldn't love you, you just plant your feet. If you don't know another one, say John 3.16, for God loved the world enough that he gave his only son. And if that's not love, I don't know what is. Well, God's going to send you to hell for what you've done. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I begin to quote the word. And as I begin to quote... As I begin to quote the word, all of a sudden, the devil's lies are hit with a dose of reality. And a dose of reality will move you to a healthier and better place. Listen to me. This is important. You need this. Too many times we're listening to the wrong sources. Be careful what you talk about, what you see online or on air, because it's probably not even true. You're talking about something, you're upset about something, it's probably not even true. You see, what you need is to stop allowing the devil to keep you in a reactionary mode. And you need to step into a revelation mode. What percentage of your thoughts, your words, your actions are a revelation that you're getting from God's word? I'm telling you, here's what I've learned. If God gives you a revelation, you're about to have to have a test around it. Yesterday, both of us had an opportunity as we we were lovingly attacked online. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what I thought about? I had been in the Word 
translating that morning, and I translated this question. Peter said to Jesus, if my brother offends me, how many times should I forgive him? And I was thinking, man, I was just, it was eating me alive. There was something, re- just revelation about that. And I said, if my brother offends me, how many times should I forgive him? Oh, 70 times seven, Jesus says. And not just seven times, but 70. And that gets a hold of me, and it's starting to deal in my heart. And then I didn't realize about four hours later, I was going to have to live it. But do you know what sprung up in me instead of a reaction? A revelation. Because I heard what God had already spoken. Am I making sense to anybody today? Elijah said to Ahab, he said, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Listen to me. Ahab, I think it's amazing, he gets up and goes and does it. Elijah has to sound crazy. It hasn't rained in three and a half years. Three and a half years. But Elijah, listen to me now, is hearing something others can't. He's hearing and listening for something that others have given up on and that others don't dare to believe for. We must learn to follow, hear, and believe for the impossible. I'm going to go back to my notes because I simply don't want to mess up what I wrote down here. I want you to get this. Some of you, this is going to be a revelation for you. You need to hear this word I'm about to say. There ought to be some moments in our lives that others think we're crazy. Wow, y'all behaved better at that line than last service. I had about 10 people go, whoo, I'm good. Everybody already thinks I'm crazy. But why should people think you're crazy? You listen to what I'm about to say. Because we operate the world the way the world does not. We're still dancing when others can't understand it. We're still praising long after others have given up. We're still holding on to the vision when others are carving the headstone for our dreams. There's an old statement that used to be on the wall of our music teacher's class that said this, those who hear not the music think the dancer is mad. People may not hear what you hear, but you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he's telling you, don't give up. Keep walking. See, that's the thing. I saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. A lot of us would have a hard time rejoicing over that. But the scripture also tells us, don't despise the day of small beginnings. I'll never forget when our church was small and someone posed a question and said, what kind of missions giving do you have? And we realized that except for the occasional offering when a missions person came through, that we really weren't giving and supporting missions. And I remember going to sit down quietly and seek the face of God about what to do with that. And they had given me a challenge, support international missions, and I'm, I'm glad to report today the sun never sets on our works. But as I sat in my seat in a little sanctuary right there, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. But on the other ear was the enemy. He said, what good can you do? You're a small group of people in the middle of nowhere. Dawsonville, if you think it's rural now, you should have seen it 25, 30 years ago. Let me just explain to you, we had, a, we had a gas station, we had a McDonald's, we had an Ingalls. You had to make up your mind if you were going to eat McDonald's for breakfast or for dinner. 
You ate the Ingles for breakfast or dinner, and then you flipped a coin between the other two. And if you're really bad mood, you just went down to the gas station and got yourself chocolate milk and some donuts. Come on now, amen. Nothing out here. And then he said, what are you going to do in the middle of nowhere? And something rose up within me. I heard a word from the Lord. And I said this, we may be small, but we will be the mouse that roars. Our first attempt at home missions was simple. We cleaned out a closet, a coat closet, basically, filled it with food. People began to get the word that we were feeding people, and they came. That coat closet couldn't hold enough. We took over a Sunday school class. The Sunday school class couldn't hold enough. We took over and rented a small building next door that now is our youth facility that we remodeled. But that wasn't enough. So we began to send convoys in times of crisis. We drove so many uh, truckloads of food to Katrina when that happened back in the hurricane. And it only took just moments for the food to be distributed down south of New Orleans there because all of the major concern had gone to New Orleans and the, the, the Pine Isle area hadn't received any help and the people were starving, literally. And within just minutes, all of it was gone. We called in Convoy of Hope and sponsored in this community and literally thousands upon thousands were fed. We fed one million meals in one year. And look what God has done now. We took a non-profit grocery store from that had been changing lives for years. We planted it in the yard of, of a place where a lot of the mamas are strung out and dads are strung out, but those kids can still go down and they can get good food and good care in a non-profit grocery store right there in Dawsonville, Georgia. Why? Because we made up our minds. We're not going to stop just because it looks small. We're going to do something great for God even if we have to start small. Pastor Don, why would you tell me that? Listen to me. I don't know how fast you're running yet. And you might be feeling like you're just taking baby steps for Jesus, but despise not the small big days of beginning. You keep walking. You keep moving. You keep pressing on because before long you'll be running for the glory of the living God. Why don't you give a good God a praise? Amen. Proverbs 24, 16 says this, as I'm starting to wind this down today, it says this. I never connected these together. The power of seven times. He made him go back and forth seven times, over and over again in Scripture. Seven times. Seven times that Jacob knelt uh, uh, before his brother. Seven times they sprinkled on the altar. Uh, seven times the Word of God is refined like silver, Scripture tells us. There's many, many seven times throughout the Word of the living God. But there's three that I want you to notice. Seven times they walked around on the seventh day around Jericho and it fell. My goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit this morning. Seven times, listen to me now, Naaman had to dip to get his healing in the water. Seven times times and seven times the servant kept going back looking what does that tell me it tells me that if they had given up on the sixth time they would have never seen the breakthrough they would have never seen the miracle I've come to tell somebody if God's put a word inside of you that says hope is coming healing is coming victory is coming don't give up when you just started you keep going you keep pressing on listen to what the word says in Proverbs 24 and 16 the godly man may stumble seven times but they will get up again 
but one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Let me translate that to you to Dawsonville, Georgia lingo for just a moment. That, listen to me. It tells me though the man may stumble, he gets up, he dusts himself off, and he says, I'm not out for the count. I simply was down for a moment. I'm walking on for Jesus. I'm going to keep on. See, some of you, the devil told you you'd blown it. You'd missed your chance. You missed your opportunity. But I've come to tell you, Pastor Don, why are you so loud? Because the voices in your head are way too loud. And now I'm telling you louder. Keep on keeping on. Keep pressing on. Keep getting up. Keep going forward. God's on your side. You're not going to be blown away with the wind. You're going to make it. You're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Why don't you stand up and give that kind of God a praise today? Amen. Come on, lift him up. Lift him up. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Keep on. Keep it on. Stop the negativity. You're going to become, you are going to become who God called you to be if you keep on keeping on. You're going to make it. Pastor Don, do you really believe this? No, I'm living this. I'm living it. I'm not there yet. I fought hell itself yesterday for this sermon today. And it was worth every moment of the battle. It was worth every ounce of the battle. Why? Because this is breakthrough type teaching. Keep moving. If you're looking for a quick fix, you're not going to find it here. I've come to tell you, a faithful servant of the living God will still be serving God on this side of the battle and on the other side of the battle. You keep on keeping on. This is what you need to understand. Your journey must start with prayer and keep praying until God moves. You know what you need to do then? Keep praying until. I love the way that you could translate the scripture that says, pray without ceasing. You could say this, when you have prayed, pray a little more. And when you prayed a little more, pray a little more. You keep going. Pastor Don, you got to keep going. Every ounce of my strength wants to keep going for the cause of Christ. Uh, these are the words that just came to my heart. Though he slay me, yet will I serve you. We're not backing down. We're not giving up. We're going to keep on keeping on. Lay your heads with me in this place. Now, this is a different question than I've asked either of the services. I'm asking you now. Have you been listening to too many negative voices? Are you hearing the negative? If that's you, let me just see your hand right where you are. Let me see your hand. Hold it up high. Don't, don't keep it down. Hold it up high. You have hands all over this place. Put them down. Victory's coming to your house. I just need a word from the Lord. I just gave it to you. Victory's coming to your house. You go, but I need to hear from God. Ahab heard from Elijah. You just heard from me. Victories. I'm, I'm speaking this of the Holy Spirit. Victory's coming to your house. Just keep on keeping on. Keep serving God. Some of you, the world can't figure out why you still worship. Because God's still God. Some of you that have been struggling getting up 
Today you want to repent of that sin and you want to dust yourself off and you want to rise in victory and strength. If that's you, can I see your hands? Hold it up high. Victory's yours. All right, put those down. One last request and I'm going to pray for you. The service is going to come to an end. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I can't keep on keeping on because I've never started. I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. I may have prayed a prayer, but I've never really started following Jesus. Maybe it was all the negative voices that told you it wasn't real, or maybe life sent you so many things and knocked you down. Either you're going to find him for the first time, or you're going to recommit your life to Jesus today. I'm believing for for right now. This is a moment that's going to change eternity. If that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. Hold it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who will join me these three? Are there others? Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Looking around the room. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wow, look what God is doing. And this is what the Word tells us, that if we confess Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, that we would be born again. So we're going to all pray this prayer of beginning this walk together. To lift your voices all over this room, even though where you're sitting, or those who are listening, those that are watching, I want you to participate with us right now as we all pray collectively together. Let us pray. Jesus, by faith, I believe your promises. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. From this moment on, I receive your grace. Now, I declare that Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, is Lord of my life. From this moment on, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for those many that have prayed this prayer today. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. And Lord, my goodness, I feel your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord that is our strength that comes into this place. Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.